Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, August 5th. This is your FT News Briefing. The world's stock of negative yielding debt is on its way to reaching record heights. SoftBank is opening up its wallet again, and DoorDash is stepping foot on European soil. Plus, many younger people in China have hit their limit when it comes to stressful lifestyles. The government sees this as a threat. The real irony of this thing is that the people who are supposed to be enjoying the Chinese dream are now in the midst of this hamster wheel. It really is a bit of a living hell. We'll tell you how Beijing is trying to make the lives of young people easier. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The world's negative yielding debt has ballooned to a value of $16.5 trillion. It's being caused by a relentless global bond rally that's dragging borrowing costs below zero, and this has really blindsided a lot of investors. They were counting on an economic rebound from the pandemic and rising inflation to lift long-term borrowing costs. Negative yields mean investors are willing to pay for the opportunity to lend their funds. Those who hold this debt to maturity are guaranteed to make a loss. The more than $16.5 trillion of negative yielding debt is the highest mark in six months. And according to an index by Barclays, it's not far off from the record of more than $18 trillion that was set in December. A lot of fund managers who continue to expect a rebound in yields plan to ride out the summer lull before renewing their bearish positions. SoftBank's second vision fund plans to invest $100 million in a new fund started by one of its former partners. According to a presentation seen by the FT, Jeff Hausenbold's new fund is called Honor Ventures, and it's looking to raise between $500 million and $600 million for investments in consumer tech startups. The FT's venture capital correspondent, Miles Krupa, explains why SoftBank is interested. Hausenbold was a key member of the vision fund team in the U.S., He was responsible for their investment in DoorDash, uh, the food delivery company, which has produced a huge win uh, for the Vision Fund, one of the the bigger profit-making investments uh, to come out of the U.S. So he has a good track record. For that reason, it makes sense for SoftBank to try to capture some of the upside of his new venture. It's also somewhat common for venture capital and growth equity firms to invest a little bit of money in smaller funds so that they can get visibility into the deals that they are doing and then potentially invest in those same companies down the line. Now, we should mention Hausenbold and SoftBank declined to comment for this story. Um, Miles, SoftBank has been on a bit of an investment tear lately. Why is it on this streak? So SoftBank has definitely been on a streak. They're taking a bit of a different approach where they're putting maybe $100 million or even less into companies in areas like software, fintech. They're doing more social media than I think we saw them do in the first fund. Similar to other tech investors that have raised billions of dollars in recent years, like Tiger Global Management, it feels a bit like SoftBank is putting together basically an index fund of some of the largest, most desirable tech startups in the hopes the adoption of things like e-commerce and cloud computing continue at the same pace as they are currently. It's basically a bullish bet on the future of these tech startups. Miles Krupa is the FT's venture capital correspondent. 
Now, as Miles mentioned, Hausenbold did wonders when he oversaw DoorDash. And yesterday, we found out that the U.S. food delivery company is making its first investment in Europe. DoorDash is taking a stake in the fast-growing Berlin-based grocery delivery app called Gorillas. Sources tell the FT that Gorillas was seeking to raise hundreds of millions of dollars in new funding, an evaluation of about $2.5 billion, way lower than the originally intended price tag. These sources said DoorDash had indicated interest in joining the round. According to the people familiar with the plans, the deal has not yet been finalized, but it could close later this month. It's still unclear how big DoorDash's stake in Gorillas is. Young people in China are opting out of a work culture that requires long hours and creates a lot of stress. Lie flat is the slogan shared on social media, and the idea of what's called lie flat or Tongping culture is captured in this song by Zhang Xinmin, a Wuhan-based musician. It's a message that has the authorities in Beijing worried, says our global China editor, James King. He explains where Tangping culture came from. Tangping, or lying flat, is the trend towards opting out of highly stressful jobs to essentially do not much. I don't want to overstate the prevalence of this trend because it's still what you would probably call a fringe phenomenon in China, but it does represent an important shift from a notoriously long hours, high octane work life that really characterizes existence for hundreds of millions of Chinese. I think a lot of people have heard of the 996 work life. That's 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., six days a week. That is the reality for a lot of uh, city dwellers in China. So these days, more and more, as costs in the economy rise, they're just feeling like they're caught in a hamster wheel, more and more effort for less and less return. And I think a big part of that is that the cost for big ticket, unavoidable items like education for children, healthcare, property have been rising very sharply. Yeah, I want to focus on the education part for a second because young people in China are increasingly shunning parenthood, partly because of the high cost of bringing up children. Um, How bad has this become, James? Yeah, this is a much more serious problem. And I think it's a problem that really rattles China's leadership. Statistics are showing that people in China are getting married much later and that the birth rate is falling precipitously. In 2020, there were only 12 million babies born. That was down from 14.65 million in 2019. And you've got to remember the size of China's population, about 1.4 billion people. That is already a very low birth rate. And some experts in China are predicting that China's fertility rate could become the lowest in the world at some point over the next several years. And there could be less than 10 million babies born a year. Wow. Uh, How have the authorities reacted? Have they taken any concrete steps to make life easier for young people? I would summarize it like this. I would say that China is trying to repair the social contract that the leadership has with the people. So they're doing lots of different things. One of the most important is they're trying to reduce the stress 
on families and particularly on raising children. If you reduce the stress, then you might induce more couples to have more kids. One of the ways they're doing this is they banned after-school tuition companies from offering tuition to children in core subjects. The next thing is they're targeting online video games and online entertainment in general. We know that they're planning something because one of the big companies offering online entertainment, that's Tencent, has been taking preemptive steps and they've been limiting the number of hours that young people can play their online games. Beijing has called this a type of spiritual opium. And of course, given the opium wars in China in the, uh, in the 19th century, this has a very, very strong resonance. The last thing I'd say is that there are signs that Beijing wants to do something to address very high property prices. Property prices have gone way out of reach for many middle-class families. And there are signs that China might want to do something about healthcare costs as well. James King is the FT's Global China Editor. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.